0: The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. We do that every Tuesday by sharing the stories and advice from people rocking it on the other side. This week, we hear from Jeff Graham. Jeff Graham is president and CMO of Cactus. They're a strategically led creative agency specializing in consumer and behavior change over in Denver, Colorado. Before his role at Cactus, Jeff was SVP Managing Director at Barclay and co-founder and managing director of Boulder Creative Boutique, Grenadier. Jeff brings 30 years of agency experience leading account teams in some of the country's most creative-driven agencies, including Crispin Porter-Brogusky, Arnold Worldwide, TVWA's Shia Day, and Core. His account experience spans some of the world's most iconic brands. That includes Microsoft, Volkswagen, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Whiskey, Best Buy, NFL, Gibson, Virgin Mobile, Bass Pro Shops, Indian Motorcycle, Under Armour, and (gasps) Old Navy. He was even an interim CMO at Old Navy. Fun fact. Jeff takes the time to shed light on how we can all break in and thrive in advertising. I love his advice and cannot wait for you to hear. Oh, and you can connect with Jeff. If you want to head over to our Instagram, you can see his recommended resources as well. I'm also happy to make any personal connections for you. So check out our Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod on Instagram. At Breaking and Entering Pod, all one word. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Scheller. Kick it, Mikey. Jeff Graham, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time and being here with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Gino. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate you coming on. I know you're probably super, super busy. Um, um, Can't wait to talk about you. This is going to be a special episode, Jeff, because you are the president and CMO at Cactus. So a lot to uncover, but where are you at right now is my question. So I'm in my office at Cactus, and uh,
1: we are at the corner of 15th and Little Raven in lower downtown Denver. Lodo is the name of our uh, neighborhood um, in a historic uh, brick building that we've been in. uh, Let's see, I think we've we've owned this building since uh, 2010, and the agency has existed uh, for 32 years. So... um, I don't know. Three decades doing anything—you're doing something right. But yeah, we just celebrated
0: 32 years as an agency. Amazing! Congratulations. Uh, That says a lot. Um, And if you want to go see the background, it looks really cool—the brick in the background. You go go to our Instagram page, which we'll we'll tease that later. But um, Jeff, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about Cactus. Yeah, Uh, and then we're going to talk about your life and your career. You've been doing—you've been doing agency life quite some time now so we'll pick that apart your break story maybe longevity in advertising at, at agency side yeah um, a lot to uncover here but first tell us about yourself what do you do as president and cmo high level what does that look like yeah practice? um
1: yeah it's it's my first time doing this doing this job so uh you know ho- hopefully i'm doing okay um but as as president i'm kind of on the hook for all the operations and business performance of the agency. Um, And then uh, functional departments, uh, service areas within the agency like uh, administrative account service, brand strategy, comms and media, uh, project management. So uh, and then my partner, Norm Shearer is the chief creative officer, and he's over uh, pretty much all things creative. So uh, creative design, Mm -hmm. uh, creative production, uh, and our digital experience group. So we kind of split, split duties. And then the CMO part of my job is, of course, being on the hook for uh, growth and new business for the agency. But uh, usually when I introduce myself, it's I'm your one throat to choke for all things cactus. So gotcha. Somebody's got to do it.
0: Gotcha. So you started off, and we don't have to pick this part just yet. But you've been account mainly for your whole career, and 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 worked your way up through different agencies. Is that is that accurate? The yeah. account track for you? Yep. I um, I had a
1: strangely linear journey getting into mm-hmm. advertising. Decided uh, I wanted to do this uh, before I even went into college. So um, yeah, so How'd you... I selected a college and I selected a course of study, believe it or not, to, I wanted to be an account person in ad agencies, uh, as opposed to the myriad of connections I have that just sort of stumbled into this or, yeah, I know people who were like school teachers or, you know, salespeople or, uh did something different and then found their. He sort of like fumbled and found their way into uh-huh. and I, and actually, wa- I actually I wa- wanted to do this
0: and that's interesting i had the same thing i was lucky enough to watch mad men growing up so i was like yeah. <laughs> uh before i went uh, when i was in high school i was obviously i watched mad men i want to be roger sterling and i thought that was perfect i want to smoke cigarettes all the time and, and drink all the time and be a jerk no just kidding but so my my
1: my Mad Men thing is my mission. My entire career has basically been to be the anti-Pete Campbell. So okay. there you go. That guy is, you know, has been in my sort of mental bulletin board before that show even existed. But a guy like that, sure, a punchable, you know, display, I'm pretty sure he got punched a couple of times. In that, you know, in that just, show. just a despicable display yeah. of. You know uh all all the sort of worst cartoonish yeah. traits of of account people sort of mm-hmm.
0: rolled up in 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 that <laughs> character so and you didn't even know him at the time but Great. that's good uh, and i'm sure you you've achieved that or else you wouldn't have been so successful and are so successful in all the different roles that you've had more about cactus though um yeah. I want to know high level, how many people are working there? You're yeah. in Denver. you in any other locations. What are their yeah. clients looking like? Give us the, because yeah. we're talking to people that don't know advertising very well. Maybe they want to get right. into advertising. Maybe they want to work for Cactus. Give yeah. us the rundown. Let's see your CMO brain work <laughs> a little bit. Sure.
1: So, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, we're, we're in downtown Denver. We're 32 years old. Um, we've got uh, right around 70 people. Uh, in the agency it is a full service agency so i think kind of nice. all the requisite capabilities you would expect from sort of a lead uh full service agency but still s- still kind of a small agency um and i think uh you know we we operate and the culture is still very much of kind of that family feel of of a small agency and um the cult the culture of the place is very special and important um i i I like to say we were i think a purpose-driven agency about 25 years before it was a thing
0: before it was cool
1: uh, in in the uh in the industry our founder is a guy named joe conrad who started this agency at the ripe old age of 26 years old like i didn't know up from I, i didn't know up from down when i was in advertising in 26 but uh you know joe quit his job, got together with some partners and started this agency. Uh, and they did that expressly, uh, to create a place, uh, one where, you know, creative people could come together and do the best work of their careers, but just as importantly, who they do it for, Um, that we would only work for brands, causes, nonprofits, foundations, governmental agencies that Somehow help people thrive in their lives. Uh, brands that make the world a better place. You know, might okay. just be in their small corner of of the universe. But sure. you know, if all the client does is sell stuff to make money, that's not going to be a good fit for us. So definitely uh, a, a real purpose orientation uh, for the agency, stretching back to June first, nineteen ninety. So yeah. today, I think the idea of having a a very purpose driven agency, you know, almost every agency has some kind of like workshop or purpose practice or some product within their agency to help clients become more purpose driven. You know, I think the idea coming out of the go go '80s, you know, to start an agency in 1990 with that sort of focus of doing good in the world and working in profits. Pioneer. It probably sounded insane, uh, you know, at uh, at at that time. But it it still, you know, our, our north star today for how we uh, select clients and decide to pursue new business and and the partnerships that we have. Many of them really long partnerships. Our longest is sixteen years now. Nice uh, working with the Colorado Lottery. So uh, nice. So yeah I think you know when I describe the agency I talk about us as a strategically dr- driven creative agency specializing in consumer behavior change and that flows from our way of working which we call belief in behavior design uh and that is a, a work methodology that's just born out of the clients that our agency has had over those 32 years and I know every agency person. I don't care what state you're in—California, Texas, Illinois, New York—we all know this. You get these briefs from the state of wherever you're at, right? Like, oh my gosh, we've got to get kids to, you know, quit smoking, or we have an opioid crisis in the rural part of our state. We need to destigmatize mental health services. You know, um, we need to reduce suicides among this priority population in our state. Every agency gets those briefs, those RFPs all the time. In many ways, that work in in the uh, shaping belief and behavior, creating better outcomes in that public health space is what built the agency in many ways and shapes um, how we think and solve problems strategically. When you work in that area, you just become very adept at using... uh, uh, behavior change models, sure. um, uh, behavioral economics, um, just different heuristics of how we make decisions, um, how we form habits and break bad ones sure. and shift into, into good ones. So the agencies just become very, very good at doing that over a long period of time. Um, and that's how we've kind of landed on this notion of belief in behavior design as a way of working and the ultimate uh, goal we have really for any client, whether it's a for-profit brand or one of these causes or nonprofits, is ultimately uh, changing behavior.
0: Yeah, incredible. Who are some of those clients that you've changed behavior for that you're really proud of? I, I think the I think the
1: Uber case, as I refer to it, uh, is a uh, a client that uh, we actually created as an agency in partnership with the state of Colorado uh, 10 years ago. It's celebrating its 10th anniversary, and it's called mantherapy.org. And again, that started as one of those briefs that come in from the state. Uh, The problem was uh, suicide among working age men is uh, just exploding. The rate is uh bonkers and we have to do something as uh, a state to to get that under control and we need an agency to help us do that Uh, and usually those rfps are for an ad campaign we need like a public service campaign sure uh and we were were certainly going to do that um but we did a ton of strategy work uh digging in with behavioral health clinicians to get at what the real problem was Um, and, you know, of course, ten, today, post-COVID, everyone's talking about mental health, uh, you know, being in touch with that, you know, having resources in the workplace for employees to take better care of their mental health. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I mean, you know, we were not talking about that. It was definitely in the shadows. And you think about particularly for men uh, working class men, maybe somebody that, you know, drives a pickup truck and works with their hands. Sure. Uh, You did not talk about that. uh, out in the open, certainly not at work Not with other men, you just stuff stuff it down. Um, And so what we learned uh, was that uh, the, the state had to get way upstream with interventions with men. Uh, before they were in crisis, that if a man was already in that crisis place, it's already too late. Sure. That the man's made a decision uh, of what he's going to do. Uh, and unlike women who frequently, if they try to take their lives, they're unsuccessful, men are shockingly successful in uh, the means that they choose to to take their own lives. So it was really critical Uh, to get upstream with those interventions. Um, And what we did that was unusual was we used a campaign that's actually funny. And we created a fictitious uh, therapist named Dr. Rich Mahogany. Um, If you were to see the work on our website, you know, probably reminds you of like a mashup of Ron Burgundy and Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. but I
0: I mean, I knew what this person looked like before, just by the name. There you go. There you go. So um, so Rich Mahogany
1: is our sort of manly man, fictitious therapist, but, yep. uh, you know, walks men through uh, a, a, uh, a diagnostic tool that we call a 20 point head inspection um, that uh, men can uh, can take. And based on how they respond to that, uh, the the platform serves up a very personalized experience resources things to read uh, articles to link out to videos to watch um, Exercises more Assessments uh, really arms you uh, With the tools to start taking better better care, yeah. of your mental health uh, immediately and it started as an effort here in Colorado um After that, it was licensed by seven other states. Uh, And even even the country of Australia uh, licensed it and did their own version of that concept with obviously an Australian guy named Dr. Brian Ironwood. Um, Nice. uh, Since we we launched that platform, um, over a million men have visited the site. 375,000 men have taken that good point head inspection and nearly forty thousand men have clicked there's a red phone you can see in the upper right hand Mm -hmm. corner of that site and that connects men with uh immediate crisis services today uh it's known as 988 um pre, pre prior to 988 it was kind of a patchwork of state by state services but now it connects you to 988 crisis services so i would say uh, that is probably Cactus's Uber case. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably great website. Probably the best demonstration we have of uh, the agency's uh, affinity for and effectiveness in uh, behavior
0: change. It's perfect. I love it. And that site is mantherapy.org. And you can see the guy yeah. that you guys created. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you guys did. The visual identity for this site and it's it's perfect wow. yeah
1: er, er, you know so the the, the, right. the name uh the 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 entire website um you know working very closely with behavioral health clinicians to create uh, yeah. a whole series of evidence-based interventions so this isn't just stuff no uh you know this is this, this is a real deal pop psychology stuff this is real deal you know, uh, mental, mental health stuff, uh, you know, with a very important and singular goal in mind, which was to reduce, uh, male suicide. And, uh, you know, we have absolutely did that by, you know, helping, uh, hundreds of thousands of men and doing it in a unique way. And that's talking to guys the way that guys mm-hmm. talk to guys. So definitely
0: understood the target audience here.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, that that's where rich mahogany comes in and just Mm -hmm. sort of the humor and the tone of the campaign and every all the content that you see throughout the site is really like a guy talking to another. guy, And and that's why it's different. And that's why it's as effective as it's been for for 10 years now.
0: Amazing. And what about some other clients high level? Who else are you working with? I mean, this is amazing stuff here. I just want to make sure we're talking about everybody else. Anything else? Any other ones yeah, that you sure. want to list out? We uh, you know, we we work in some key verticals uh,
1: uh that uh, are are pretty interesting. I guarantee you that we are the only agency that you've ever talked to that has not just one but two active state lottery accounts. Okay. So we have been the agency of record for the Colorado lottery for 15, 16 years now, and we are into our first year uh serving as the lead agency for the North Carolina. Oh, nice. Lottery. Um Those are fun accounts, for sure. They are they're very fun uh if you like to make, you know, comedy dialogue television uh mm-hmm. you get to do it 12 times a year on uh on lotteries because they have, yep. you know, new games and and things that they want you to know about uh, sure. every month. So uh, that's just one of those uh, interesting verticals like public health and behavioral health that we've gotten very, very good at over the years. We also do a lot of work in the financial services space. And in particular, uh, you know, we work with, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, just that kind of purpose orientation and only working with brands that help people thrive in their lives, that make the world a better place when it comes to banks. Um, it it's really like credit unions and regional banks that are really deeply connected to the communities that they serve. So I sort of refer to them as like, you know, non-evil banks, you know, that's who we're gonna that's who we're gonna work for, not the ones that you read about that are, you know, opening fake accounts for, you know, customers that didn't know that, you know, they opened them, you know, uh there's a lot of scandal ridden players, you know big banks in the financial services space. Those are a terrible fit for our mission orientation here at Cactus, but we love working with uh, credit unions and, uh, and and regional banks. So we've done, done a lot of work there. Um, we do a lot of work in the uh, adventure, travel, and uh, outdoor rec space. See Zion. Um, so yeah, we've worked with uh, Greater Zion, uh, with Vail. Um, currently we work with Arapahoe. Basin Ski Area, which is an amazing, uh, legendary ski area here in Colorado. Uh, nice. We work with uh, retailers, outdoor retailers like Christie Sports, who operate in five states here in the Mountain West. Uh, we work with hard goods brands like uh, Plano Molding that makes tackle boxes. And oh, yeah. And bow cases. Um, so uh, a, lo- a lot of experience in, uh, in travel and outdoor rec um we've done a lot of work in retail and cpg of of course um the, the Boulder and Colorado in general is kind of an epicenter for sort of natural and uh organic foods that that whole space um it's kind of ground zero here for that so we've worked with a lot of clients in that space as well so um I love it right right now um uh Pretty excited about some work that we just launched for uh Heart House, which is a vegan QSR concept uh, that's backed by, by Kevin Hart. So oh. had, some, lose. had some work that was an adage just the other day uh, for hearthouse. House, um, you know, it's a right now, it's just one store, and they're about to launch their second store. But uh, you know, uh, Kevin's out to really change the whole QSR industry. Yep. And give uh everyone uh a great plant-based option. He calls it plant-based for the people. Nice um, and you know, how to do that, how to do that and bring it to the people in a way that's just as delicious, just as convenient, the same price point as, you know, uh the kind of decadent uh analogs that we're used to at a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Burger King. So mm-hmm. If you like In-N-Out, um, I think you'd find a lot of similarities in uh, in the menu in terms of burgers, fries, shakes, tots. It's just it's all made of plants. And yep. so since it's only made of plants, we had some fun with food porn and created a website called X There you go. And so you can see some anthropomorphized <laughs> menu items, uh, cheeseburgers, fries, tots, shakes, Love kind, it. Of, kind of doing amateur sexy stuff. Heck uh, yeah. Uh, just like you might see on OnlyFans, but it's absurd because it's burgers and fries
0: and chicks doing this stuff. So there you go. Very yeah. smart. When it's happened to uh, culture, <laughs> very fun. I want to talk about you now and yeah. uh, kick it back to how you broke into advertising, tell your story. So yeah. I was going to ask you, so how did you know that you wanted to be in advertising You know, before you got to college? What was that point where you said, I want to do this for a career?
1: I, I think I was just one of those kids who watched way too much TV growing up. You know, after sure. school, like just parking myself in front of the TV and watching like Brady Bunch reruns and sort of memorizing all the, you know, dialogue and plot lines and you know, commercial jingles, you know, sure. I'm a child of the 70s and, and 80s. So, you know, a lot of like kind of bad jingle based advertising and um, just finding out that, wow, that's actually like a job. That's, mm-hmm. that's something that you can do. And how'd you, you find know, that out, though? Um, I, I think just, you know, through in in school, um, in, in high school, um, had some some uh some teachers, art teachers that were, you know, like what they called at the time commercial artists. Sure. So when logos and corporate identity stuff was actually a lot of that was actually done by hand, you know, back in the day. So that was know, like a yeah going about school that. And, and and learning from folks like that. Um and you know, I think if when I started, I thought I might be creative, you know. Cause you know, you grow up, you know, your parents tell you you're awesome. And you're, yeah. you know, uh, and of course I grew up with people telling me like, oh, you're, you're a great artist. You know, like uh, you, you should be like a commercial artist or something. And of course, then I got into art classes and looked at the person to my left and the person to my right and realized I would get absolutely crushed if I was in a setting where I had to like
0: compete with these people who really do have amazing talent Sure. Nowadays, I feel like with the software is like the Adobe suite. Yeah, you can probably you probably could have swung it. I don't know. Um, so then I, you know, then I thought about writing because I'm a pretty good writer.
1: Um, but I think the idea of just sort of, um, you know, making magic on command uh, was was something that I'm like, I don't I don't think I can do that. I I have a deep reverence and just I'm awestruck by people that can do that all day, every day. My yeah, my, just my switch it on. That are writers and art directors, and that's. Yeah. I think when I started uh, investigating and realizing, hey, there's this uh, there's this job path that you know you can be an account person and uh, you can uh, you know be a champion of creativity, um, interested in and an advocate for writers and art directors, and you can write uh, quite a bit of stuff yourself, um, but also be interested in solving problems and business and taking care of things for uh, clients and kind of more being more of a horizontal manager of all the different things that happen uh, in an ad agency. So that, sorry. Um, so that we have this terrible phone system here. Um, so that, that seemed, uh, yeah, that seemed pretty interesting. And so I, I literally talked to my high school guidance counselor, uh, about, you know, I want to work in ad agencies. And I think what I would want to do is sort of be this horizontal account role versus being a vertical specialist, like a writer and art director. And uh, I grew up in the Midwest in St. Louis, Missouri, and University of Missouri, Columbia happens to be a great, great good, school, pretty good journalism school and, great yeah. J school and great ad school. Yeah, the ad sequences there. So mm-hmm. that was pretty, pretty easy decision for me. Um, nice. So, so I went, uh, I went to University of Missouri, Columbia, and, uh, you know, went through the J school there. Um, did several internships. My final internship was at, believe it or not, TBWA Shiat Day had an office in St. Louis until 1997. Oh, nice. And I was an intern there. Why do they have a, a, what account was there? Um, It was, it wasn't an, it wasn't an account. It was actually, it was all about uh, the guy, Bill Tragos, who's the T in TBWA. Um, not a lot of people
0: know the, what that acronym is. Right, I don't know what so what the names four, four, are
1: I know word four, four guys names, but the T uh, is a New, a New Yorker, Bill Tragos, but he went to university at Washington University, which is okay. a really Wash U. Wash U is a great school. Great school. Hard uh, to get into. St. Louis, and he wanted to have an office of TBWA in St. Louis, uh, not Chicago, but in St. Louis. Sure. So, so there was always a, uh, a WA office there. And so I was in it intern- works out perfectly. I was an intern there and had a really good experience. And how'd you get
0: the internship? That's what uh, we want to know, because that's I that's just, pretty I much had- a good break in right there. So I had two internships previously. That's,
1: so that's too many um, internships. Uh, So my my first one, my first internship was with like a print publication that might enjoy neighbor- your
0: summers. <laughs> Drink some beer
1: with your friends. <laughs> so my na- my na- my neighbor owned this print publication and I did an internship there. Yes. And then another internship I did was when I was in college, I worked for the NPR uh, affiliate uh, on okay. campus. So did a little bit of print, did a little bro- bit of broadcast. Nice. But I didn't have any agency experience. So I took those two internships. And uh, fortunately, I was interviewed Um, by uh, a guy who also went to University of Missouri Columbia Mm -hmm. during the Mizzou J school. And maybe he took pity on me, but uh, he, he hired me as an intern and I had a great experience. And a few months after, after that, I guess there was an opening for an entry level account person. And they called me at school and asked me, uh, what are you doing when you get out of school? And, my answer was, I'm going to go back to school. I want to go to, uh, business school and get my MBA. And, uh, they were like, well, what if you did that at night and you work for us during the day and we'll help you, we'll help you go to school. Nice. Um, so I went in to talk to them about that and, uh, that sounded like a pretty good deal. So I started, uh, yeah, I started my journey at what was the St. Louis office of TBWA Shia Day and worked there for um, three, four years. And at night, I went to uh, uh, business school at St. Louis University, which is a Jesuit uh, university. Um, SLU. SLU. You got it. And I know.
0: I got, it. I'm here. Chicago. Got I'm my, all those.
1: Got my and I got my MBA at, uh, at SLU. So that was my, that was my first job.
0: Why did you get the MBA? Is that important? Um, do we need to do that? Is that I
1: don't. I don't think. I don't think you need to do that. I I felt like I needed to do that for me. High achiever. Uh, um, I, you know, I think uh, you know, in the in the journalism school, you get to like avoid math, and you know, a lot of sort of just kind of basic, business. you know, business yeah. things that I think without. Having that that grounding, that understanding, I don't think you're as effective as an account person, you know, just in terms of understanding the pressures that, you're, yeah. that, that your clients are under no, and when, they say, when they say things that make you want to pull your hair out or make decisions that seem gutless um and are really frustrating to us as agency people, mm-hmm. kind of understanding, you know w- what these what these guys are going through. Um. So, absolutely. Like Seeing the client for sure. I, I felt like it helped me just to be better in understanding the clients that I was going to work with over the years.
0: No, that's absolutely fair. Uh, and it, look, you have a very, very clear vision of what you wanted at an early age. I also had that, and I was really fortunate. And that's, I think, uh, it, uh, that's an advice piece we could just talk about right now. Yeah try to figure that out as early as you can and do that through the podcast listen to account listen to copywriting listen to art listen to strategy listen to production look now if you listen to this podcast you're already doing this but i would love for people like their freshman year of college if they go to college to understand like very early on what the roles are and then maybe that's why i want to be an advertising 100 teacher because i feel like at an early age they need to figure that out as soon as they can because then Boom! They could work backwards, just like you did. You knew I, for very early on. I couldn't. I could not agree more. Um,
1: and just because you select advertising or being an account person, it doesn't mean you're going to be like me and be doing it 30 years later. You might do it for a few years, right? Really figure out what you like, and then maybe go to the client side or you you go work for a nonprofit. You do something totally different.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but I've taught. Uh, a class at the university level at Mizzou J School, and then also at CU, nice. uh, that I call uh, Creative Account Leadership. It's basically just being an account person that creative people don't hate. That's yeah. just of the class. But it 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 never ceases to amaze me. These, these, it's a class of seniors, graduating seniors, and I usually ask them like, you know, what do you guys want to do? Who wants to work in advertising? It's crazy. Uh, and you see these like maybe don't a know. few hands go up or this sort of like kind of, I don't know, hand motion. And then even if people know that they want to go work in agencies, then I ask the question, do you want to be an art director? Do you want to be a writer? Do you want to be a strategist? Do you want to be an account person? Yeah, and think. you just get just blank stares.
0: I just um, did this. I mean, I, I, I've I been going to schools and I start. I'll raise your hand. What year you are, raise your hand if you you first off I go you're gonna I'm only talking to people that work in ad agencies I don't know anything else yeah. and I go do you want to work account do you want to do the same exercise as you raise yeah. your hand and they don't know and then uh, you know you might get one or two that are very certain but it's just so and- you just have the upper hand when you know when you can work backwards totally. the best. Well, on on a on a resume just telling me what you what's
1: your ask what what can I do to help you. And it's so much better if somebody says, I am looking for an entry level account management role in a creative agency setting to help me further my journey in advertising or capitalize on the skills I've learned in the two, three internships that I've had. Mm -hmm. I now know exactly what to do with this person and how I can help them. What I frequently see are, resumes that essentially say I can write, I take great pictures, I know Adobe Creative Suite, I can design stuff, uh whatever you guys need me to do. Yeah. My parents have told me I'm awesome, just like my parents told me I was sure. awesome. Sure. and Just, you know, essentially what they're asking me to do is either create a multidisciplinary job for them that doesn't exist or That'd or for us in an interview setting to kind of figure out what they yeah. should do with their lives. And, yeah. and I don't, don't I, have time. as somebody that's hiring, um, I don't have time for that. No. you know, um, it, It's so much better if the person has done the work on themselves to understand yeah. I'm not great at everything. These are my strengths. Right. These are the things that I need to work on. And this is the area of an agency that I think I can come in and have the most impact, even as an entry-level person. Mm-hmm. I will help move this agency forward if you just give me a chance. But you've got you've got to know uh, what you want to do. Love don't that. make don't make me try to figure it out
0: in an interview setting. So crucial, so crucial. Um, yeah, are you hearing me okay? I'm just yeah. a question okay yeah. definitely su- super crucial i've heard people say they want to be a creative and i go okay do you want to write or do you want to do art and they go i can do both No, pick one yeah pick one
1: yeah you gotta uh you know um yeah so many you know i'm hey i'm a i'm a two-way player i can i can do this i can do that it's basically like whatever you need you know, just plug me in
0: and I'm, I'm good. And, and you can it. see how that might sound good. Like I could do anything. I'm willing to do to learn. I'm willing to, yeah. I'm willing to help you out. That's a, it's a great mentality. You should be willing to learn and, and, you know, take a challenge once you're in there. But yeah. at, we're talking about from the job prospecting perspective, uh, perspective, like when you're in these interviews, you want to show something that's pointed. Yeah. That you, yep. For that specific. I, role. I
1: think it's fine for an internship too, to have that kind of sure. horizontal, multidisciplinary, because um, that's oftentimes what many internship experiences are.
0: Yeah, you're um, not, yeah, absolutely. And you're learning in an internship, and you you could you could be honest at an internship. You would be like, I'm definitely interested in account, but I also might want to dabble in strategy. I want to help out and, and job shadow strategy. That's great for an internship. Yep. Yeah. Well, not for, yeah, when, not you're, when you're not when you're getting into you're, the work. Yeah, when you're when you're interviewing
1: for a position and yeah. you're being considered with somebody's taking an hour out of their day to, to talk to you, like, you know, I need to know that you're interested in that position, qualified for it. Uh, I I don't, I don't want to put somebody say in an entry level account service role and then six months later they go, actually, I want to be a filmmaker. I, um, again, don't, don't make me, don't make the agency sort of work out your existential career crisis on the clock,
0: right? Right. Exactly. Perfect. How do how can people find out um, uh, what they're interested in other than like, like, what are Yeah, I guess, like, what do you think you would do if you weren't sure? Again, nowadays? Yeah, Um, I think I think the one of
1: the things I love about advertising uh, is just the generosity of the people who work in this industry um, and how willing they are uh, to do things like this podcast and talk to students talk to, uh, you know, even down into like high school, you know, to help them understand uh, about the business about the different, uh, all the different ways you can, you know, like, hey, if you're a math nerd, and you love like crunching numbers, like guess what, you could be a data analyst, you know, and you know, like, go go nuts with these insanely huge data files. Um, you know, to help us drive our clients business forward, you know, yep. you can be finance. in, you can be in media, you can be in finance, you know, you can be an art director, you can be a designer, you can, uh, you know, you can be a writer, an account person, a project manager, PR. there's so many, there's so many ways that you can contribute to an ad agency. But, you know, a lot of those are, you know, those are vertical specialties, you know, um, you're you know, a a brand strategist or a copywriter or an art director, they are very good at like one, a project manager, one thing. And they, they do that with, you know, great ability and professionalism all day, every day. Whereas I think the difference with account is uh, I talk about it as it's a horizontal role uh, within the agency where I've got to know, you know, uh, I've heard I've, a colleague of mine once talked about, you have to be the sort of second best at everything in the agency. You know, you have to know just enough about like art direction, design, writing, project management, media, brand strategy. You have to know just enough to be dangerous, you know, and and be that kind of cruise director, if you will, for your but clients I, to help them get the most out of the agency that, that you work in.
0: I heard somebody said uh, account. A great account version has to be a swiss army knife but with a chef's knife for a blade yeah
1: yeah Uh, you know uh no that's it's 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 a good one it's it's a uh i just i feel i feel blessed to have have been able to to do this for for as long as i have but um to your question about you know what what do you do um i'm just struck at uh how generous people are with their time you ask people like yourself or people like me, if you reach out to them on LinkedIn, connect with them on LinkedIn, write a note and write a note and say, uh, do you have, do do you have 15 minutes, 20 minutes that you could just do a quick informational interview with me just to tell me a little bit about what you do, what, you know, what you do, what you love about what you do uh, in, in your agency, talk to an account person, talk to a writer, talk to an art director, um, you know, start to kind of you're starting to build a network of people who work for great agencies who have said yes to you yep. and they'll refer at the end of each one of those calls ask them for one name of someone else that can be your next call and through those conversations you're not only starting to build a network that i know just for myself has served me so well for so long um you know, but you you start working out uh, the parts of the business that really are interesting to you and the ones that I'm glad somebody else does that in the agency because that does not sound interesting to me. Crunching numbers and doing you know uh, you know analysis on these giant data files doesn't maybe it doesn't sound interesting to you. That's okay because somebody else will do that. Right. But you can sort of do the process of elimination to find the ones that are most interesting to you and then you know focus your course of study on that if you're a creative person you might want to go to a finishing school afterwards you know it might be a three-year program it might be a five-quarter program um, but you know once you zero in on you know what you want to do within an agency then you know do do whatever you can to just learn as much as you can about it. Talk to as many people as you possibly can uh, that do that job, and and get advice from them. And I I have found that people in this industry uh, have a bias to saying yes to yeah. to smart young people who reach out and are interested in in this industry. You know, we we need you. We we need smart young people um you know to to keep all of our agencies modern and relevant and creating work that connects with modern consumers or we're just getting busy going out of business
0: yep and what you explained, like that process of uh reach out on linkedin connect with them have a conversation and then ask for one more is exactly what i did what i just recorded the conversations yeah and you can see the, my process of going from my friends to their friends to their friends of friends. And that grew to 135 episodes later. There so it's the same process. Everybody does it. Um, yeah. As long as they write, as is the number one tip I have, write a LinkedIn note. Yeah. That's it. And I can, I do it every time and I do it different for every person. And I, it takes me five seconds. I've I mastered it. Like, hey, my name is Gino. I run yeah. this podcast. So I would love to connect with you and have you on. Yeah. Boom. Done. Figure out what that is for that person. I don't know what you would want to say other than you might want to connect and learn about them. Yeah. But when you forget that note, people won't connect with you as much. And, it's just- and I, I will, I will say,
1: um, that's not only a, a course of action and a skill that will help you break into this business. It's something I use to this day for new in business my, In yeah. my, for new business and my job as a CMO, um, I've been president of the ad club here in Denver and you know sent notes to like Lee Clow or Oh yeah Jeff Goodby to say, hey, would you would you agree to come to Colorado and just give a give a talk to you know mm-hmm. you know this you know this uh yep this Uh, day long, you know, advertising symposium or talk to this class that I'm teaching at a university level. So, right. It's a skill that, you know, you'll, you'll need for the entirety of your career. But it's, it's also I think exactly the way that you can learn the specific areas of, of the agency business that are exciting to you that that feel like that don't feel like work that feel like a calling.
0: Right. Perfect. And this podcast will, I'm sure, will uh, I can connect anybody with anybody on the show, and of course with you, Jeff. Best way I'm assuming is LinkedIn. Then, if they leave a note properly, absolutely,
1: LinkedIn is great, and my email is easy. My initials are JG, so it's just JG at cactusinc.com. Nice. So an email or uh, a note on LinkedIn, um, I'd 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 love to connect and help you on your journey in any way that I possibly can. It's, uh, this, this industry has given so much to me over the years. Um, you know, I think it's, it's the, it's the least, it's the least I can do. I, 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 it's a quote that sometimes attributed David Ogilvy. I probably had it wrong, but you know, it's like, don't forget to send the elevator back down, you know, uh, you know, when, when you feel like you're kind of set, you've had a good career, um, yeah. you know, Always make sure to, you know, uh, help help the next wave, the next generation of folks fall in love with this business because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot easier ways to make a living than working in the in the agency business. So finding people that have, you know, that are the same kind of weirdos that you are, that I am, you know, that you know see this as just like. on some days, it's like so much fun, I can't believe I get paid to do it. You know, um, we need people that feel that way about uh, agency work. And I just I feel very fortunate that I still feel that way, that I still love uh, what I do and getting to come in every day. So, you know, finding that that next generation of weirdos that, uh, you know, that want to come in and keep the crazy train rolling. Like, you know, it, it starts with those conversations. So please reach
0: out. Perfect. Amazing, Jeff. Amazing job. Thank you so much for all of your insight, telling your story, telling us about Cactus and telling us how we can reach out to you. So I'm sure our, our audience will do that. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod. That's all one word, breaking and entering pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn. And they want to connect, so do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Buchan Jung, our creative director. Can't do without you two. And a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency. And it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week with another amazing guest.